On today's show, Grant Williams gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks. I'll break it all down. And then, what's the most underrated move in free agency so far? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Be an everydayer. Subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what's the most underrated move of free agency so far? Curious what you have to say. And joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the designer? I got nothing this week. I'm not going to lie. I came in a little unprepared for this part, purple for everything else. But, uh, you know, just Grant throw, Williams I'm got some money. throwing the chicken breast down on a cold pan today. <laughs> nothing. No sizzle. Nothing. Yeah, just some just some olive oil I put on there. That's it. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> Did you just say you put olive oil on there? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a cooking There metaphor. you go. There you go. It's a cooking metaphor. Uh, today, we'll play Count It Up, where we count all the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Keegan Murray going off in Summer League. Does he need to be there? Victor Wembanyama, everybody wants to be there. Yeah. Should Wemby start making some requests on, on his first Summer League, on the eve of his first Summer League coming up on Friday? Uh, the NBA announced the in-season tournament. We'll talk about that and more in Count It Up. We'll do our two most underrated free agency moves so far. We each have one. Could be good, could be bad. Underrated goes both ways. But let's start here. The Dallas Mavericks trade for Grant Williams and a sign-and-trade deal that brings Grant Williams to Dallas. Two second-round picks to Dallas as well. Celtics get two second-round picks and a traded player exception for Grant Williams. The Spurs come in out of nowhere, and they get uh, Reggie Bullock from the Mavericks, and they get a pick swap in 2030 with the Dallas Mavericks. Looking to the future there. Victor Romanyama will be in the league for seven years already. He may be gone. Like, if he doesn't take his rookie extension, he may be gone from the Spurs, and they have that pick swap. Just a, a wild way to look at how far off that that pick swap is. But let's start here. For, for the Mavericks, this is, a, this is a good move. If you think that Grant Williams and Reggie Bullock are the same level of player, and I think probably some people do, right? three and D wing, you're bringing some, you know, you're bringing some intangibles here and there, but you're not really, you're not really adding a lot to shot creation or elite defense or things like that. But you do bring some of those categories, right? Like two, three and D wings for the Mavericks. Their calculus is if they're even the, just the same player, the same talent, talent level of player. We know at least Grant Williams is like seven years younger than Reggie Bullock. And now we have him under contract for four more years. And also, he's bigger than Reggie Bullock. The problem, one of the, I almost said the problem the Mavericks had. One of the many problems <laughs> that the Mavericks had last year was that they didn't have anybody to guard these big wings. They traded away Dorian Finney-Smith, and they just didn't have, Maxi Kleba just couldn't hold up for as long. Like, you just can't put him against wings. He's more of a five, and like a small ball five than a, than he is a four, to hold up against the the modern four in the NBA, who is just like a LeBron 6'8", six, 6'9", big dude that that does a lot of stuff with the ball in his hands. That's most of what the NBA fours are right now. So they didn't have somebody like that to guard a Julius Randle, a LeBron, a, you know, somebody like that. And so now they get that. 
And that's the move for the Mavericks. What did you think about it? He's fine. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's fine. He's uh, listen, I, I thought, you know, 54 million over five. It's not bad, right? What was that over like? It's like years. basically or over uh, four. I'm sorry. Basically like 11 something and some change. I mean, he's he's OK. You know, it. I, I, I'm not losing my mind at this deal. I don't think that it's an oh, my God, bad deal. I don't think it's an oh, my God, good deal. I think you get a solid player able to come in who can give you some production down low both offensively and defensively. He'll be able to shoot you a little bit. I, I I don't think that he brings an overwhelming. He doesn't shift what I thought about the Dallas Mavericks no. one way or the other. No. I think that he's a nice death piece to add. And that if he doesn't pop off at the mouth versus Jimmy Butler, you may be able to do some things. You know what I mean? Like he, it's, he's yeah. one of those guys to me. He makes them a little bit better, but I'm, but I'm, I'm agreeing with you that he doesn't for, for this show for lockdown. I'll talk about on lockdown maps. What I, what I think makes him better, but for this show, he doesn't make them demonstrably better. I'm not looking yeah. at them and be like, Oh my gosh, I, the, the Mavs, their, their moves have just been so good that I think they're yeah. going to be so much better. They've done really well with every move they've made this off season, right? Such a difference from last off season with, we're bringing in JaVale McGee and he's going to start and we're going to yeah. try Christian Wood and trade a first round pick for him. Like to do that, to now do all the moves they've done now. And what I've been saying on lockdown Mavs is they address their past with re-signing Kyrie. So at, at the very least, your baseline from last year is the same. You're not going to be worse than last year, right? Like you're going to be this is at, true. Yeah. at least the same. You addressed yeah. your past. You address the future with getting the move for Derek Lively and for Omax Prosper, like like bringing those guys in is looking at your future and looking towards your future to address that. They just hadn't addressed their present very much. Like they still just on paper next season were not demonstrably better than they were last year. Seth Curry does that does that a little bit helps them a little bit there. Uh, Seth, I like I like. And then the Grant Seth Williams side. helps them a little bit there. They're still looking for a center. Like even and they have the Matisse Tybel who will yeah. help them right now. They have that restricted free agency thing kind of locked up right now. We'll see what happens in a couple of days if if Portland decides to match that. But they're still looking for a center, and that's how they really can address what what's going on right now for the Mavericks. All I'll ask is this, right? I mean, you're the Mavs expert on the network. I, I still believe you're Dime Dropper fifty five or twenty or whichever one you guys. <laughs> I'm are not Dime Dropper twenty. But I could uh, be you, dime dropper. You could 50. be that's fifty-five. <laughs> you could be fifty-five for sure. Uh, that's the that's the third backup burner. Shout out to him though. Uh, he's got to be an exec, right? He's got to be an exec. There's some no exec, way. He's got to be some exec's kid, like a nepo he's baby. Got to be, office bro. Somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll show you, Dad. Yep. But uh, <laughs> you have to. This is how I try to think about it, right? He's when you're Darryl, going, he's Daryl Morey's kid. It's Daryl Morey's kid, or it's Daryl Morey. It's just Daryl Morey. It's, yeah, he just got real bored. <laughs> Darryl, didn't Daryl Morey like he wrote a basketball musical? Like the dude gets bored. He needs Bro, stuff. To, he needs stuff he, to do. He needs stuff to do. He's he's tweeting it all. He's like he's like the, hey, the Philadelphia 76ers are absolutely trading James Harden. Oh, are we now? <laughs> the Sloan Conference comes but once a year. So <laughs> here's here's what I'll ask you as the Mavs expert on on the uh, network, and when you dive in on the how it's going to go game by game, right? You know he's going to give you three games of a good plus minus, yeah. <laughs> solid rebounds, and then there's going to be the two that are bad. There's going to be the two games, three games in a row, where you're just like, what's he doing out there? Why is he out there? When you think about it in that kind of, I guess, hyper-focused angle, how are Mavs fans going to respond to Grant Williams as a player? Because we know what he is. He's going to be the guy that... Three games, he can win it for you. Two games, he could be the reason you lose. 
yeah, that's how the Mavs play, right? Can I do the uncut gems? This is how I win, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know why I twisted my mustache when I, when I said that. Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't know this is how, this is how I this is how they've won. Reggie Bullock was the same way. He would for the first two months of the season shoot terribly, awful. Like Mavs fans were ready to just kick him out. There was a, a Mavs fan that after the move today tweeted, um, you know, so long and farewell to uh, Reggie Bullock. Forty three minute cardio sessions for the for the Mavericks, like. <laughs> That he would go cold, hot and cold. Dorian Finney-Smith used to go hot and cold. Tim Hardaway yep. Jr. for sure goes hot and cold. Reggie yep. or uh, Maxi Kleba goes hot and cold. And they went. They all went really hot when the Mavericks went on their run to the Western Conference Finals two years ago now. And they all went cold towards the end of of this past year when they could have tried to make the play in and then they yep. didn't and then they didn't try not to and then all that. So th- th- it's business as usual. But what I'll tell you is I do think that Grant Williams is going to take even more open threes than he did for the Celtics. Because think about going from the creation of Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon to Luka Doncic, like just that step up, right? Like Luka, besides maybe, besides maybe Jokic creates more open threes than anybody in the NBA. And they're just going to knock them down. The other, the other part for the Mavericks is they, they've were so thoroughly embarrassed last year that you can't just make one move. And yeah. so, like, all right, we've got to make a couple moves here so that we don't just have, like, two or – we're not just relying so heavily on two to three role players. Now you have a, a bunch of them in, in the moves that they've done now. Seth Curry, knockdown shooter. Josh Green's been really good. Maxi Kleba has been good. Uh, you know, you bring in you bring in Dante Exum that they can try and trot out there. Grant Williams now, maybe Matisse Tybalt. Like, you've just got a bunch of yeah. different guys now that you can start throwing in different roles and trying that maybe one isn't hitting, then maybe the other one else is. And offense is not going to be the problem. They were a great offense last no, year, even not. with the, the the pieces that they really didn't have. <laughs> like just Luca and Kyrie alone will be a good offense. They needed to improve the defense. Yeah, I just I just feel like I feel like some of the moves that we've seen this offseason, and this kind of falls in that for me. Not to say it's a bad move, yeah. but it's a move to make moves. Like I'm not. I guess size wise, you didn't have this guy, but you kind of said it. You guys kind of had this guy. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, they just he just got younger and a little bigger. Like, yeah, that's what yeah, they did. Yeah. And fine. Like, I, which I is good. Right. Like, I guess that's the right direction. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good move for the Mavericks. Bullock had taken a step back defensively. You yeah. get Grant Williams and, and maybe he is on the way up instead of on the way down. So that's yeah. what the moves the Mavs have been making. Coming up, let's talk about some other moves in free agency. What are the most underrated moves of the offseason? Both good and bad. We'll talk about that with Pat coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp can help you. Everybody's got things they need to talk about, whether it's Pat, who's a dad, and he's got, you know, a job, multiple jobs with multiple different places. Like, he's he's traveling all over the place. He's talking all the time. Somebody, he's got to be able to talk to somebody and not at somebody all the time. And so BetterHelp can help him do that and help him figure out and walk through life. For me, I don't have kids, but I've got multiple podcasts I'm working on. I got all these hosts I have to wrangle all the time, and I, I need someone to talk to. We are your kids. How to, de- how to deal with, with the with the pat the designers of the world. So BetterHelp can help you. I've used BetterHelp myself, and I really love that you're able to just uh, find the right therapist for you. You just create, you know, you fill out a questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and the first one that I was matched with 
I didn't really vibe with. And so I, I switched and you're able to switch at any time. And they expect it at that point. They're not going to, it's not going to hurt their feelings or anything like that. You're expected to switch. Let therapy be your map with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp com slash locked on NBA. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on locked on NBA being part of the show, supporting the network. We have a daily five days a week podcast on your team every day. I host Locked On Mavericks. You can go listen about Grant Williams and Matisse Thibel and more on our show. On Locked On Bulls, Pat and Hayes are talking all kinds of, is Zach Levine really going to get traded? He, He's not he, going anywhere. Is he really going to get traded? They got the inside on that. So uh, click the link in the description to find the show that covers your team every day. All right, Pat, the underrated free agency moves. There's been a bunch of moves. There's lists all over the place of where the moves came from and all that. Give me, I'm going to, we'll give each other one good underrated free agency move and an underrated bad free agency move. My first one, the Utah Jazz made a move earlier. They had some cap space. They were going into the offseason like 40 million in cap space. Nobody's going to sign there, right? Who's signing in Utah? Same people that are signing in Portland. They've got, they don't have, you know, they don't have great nightlife there, according to Dirk Nowitzki. It's a, it's a bad, Utah is a bad city, according to Dirk Nowitzki. No one's signing there. So what they do with this cap space is they accept John Collins as a salary dump. And I think this is an underrated good move for them. I'm buying in because, uh, because of one thing. Look at what Will Hardy just did with Lowry Markkinen. You saw Lowry Markkinen like firsthand. Did you ever think Lowry Markkinen would turn into this player that we just saw? I always thought Larry could play. He was 18 and nine his first year, but the Bulls had Jim Boylan. So, and then what happened who, with John oh, Collins? Who, who's now a, who's now an Indiana coach, by the way. So prayers, prayers to Indiana. <laughs> Jim Boylan. Uh, did he really, I didn't even, I missed that, but, but look at what, I, think, look at, yeah, I mean, yeah. look at John Collins, his second year, 19, 10, two assists. Like he's a guy that had put up some numbers early, got paid, yeah. got that big deal. And then he's been this, well, John, we're talking about John Collins' trade rumors again. I think that they have an opportunity to boost his value and to make him an actually like productive player again. I think Will Hardy can do that. I think the Jazz can do that. They have the opportunity to. And uh, I think it's an underrated move for the Jazz. I think John Collins is an underrated move, but I, I think the biggest question mark is, is he going to want to be there? How long is he going to want to be there? Because that was the problem what in Atlanta. What are they going to do, right? trade him? Well, well no. The that, Hawks that's have been it. trying for two years. Well, that's how this whole thing started, though. Remember, like literally it was like they signed him. He got hurt, came back off of injury and was like, I don't want to be here. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. We just gave you the money. We just gave you this he's, money. He's not playing next to a Trey Young, though. That's going to take 25 this shots a game and, and all that. Like it's a different it's a different environment. And he's, yeah. he's higher up the pecking order in this one than he was. In, in I, I will say I think that I have a lot more faith in uh, consistent utilization of John Collins. It will come down to him being on the court and being able to take advantage of it. Remember, Lowry Markkinen. I've said this multiple times. The reason that Larry Markkinen ended up leaving Chicago overall and why Bulls fans kind of were done with him, I think the organization kind of was done with him. There was a change in the organization, and he could not stay healthy. He was a player that every time he'd get it going, he would get hurt again. Porzingis, yeah. Goes over to Cleveland, gets a role-playing role, boom, he's fine. Goes to Utah, healthiest season this guy's had probably since his rookie year, and he's back playing the, as a number one like he can play. So I think that John Collins will come down to health to me, and that will be the biggest thing about how he'll be used because he can play. 
Like, I, I don't think anybody thinks he can't play. How do you feel that the fin- the Finnish military is getting the best version of Larry Markkinen when, fam, the, Bull- when the Bulls po- never did? Fam, he's posting pictures. Like he's, I was just watching him, like, carry, like, tires and, like, the guy that was supposed to be carrying the tire behind him on his back. I was just like, my God, he's going to come back just jack. <laughs> he, won't, he, won't oh. he won't skip leg day anymore, that's for sure. All right, give me one of your moves. I'll actually give you. Here's my thing. Here's my good. Uh, and yes, I'm going to be a homer on this one. I don't care. Um, Javon, Javon Carter. Carter? Yeah. Javon Carter is a good move. And yep. and here's the reason why. Uh, the Chicago Bulls with a point guard. There are two point guards we've talked about the Bulls having. Patrick Beverly and Lonzo Ball. Both were very short stints. But when the Chicago Bulls had those players, Zach Levine was a 25 plus point per game player. He's your highest paid player. Sometimes you have to do a little chess, right? You have to make the move that puts your biggest piece in the best position. Uh, it seemed like DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine all of a sudden could play together. Nikola Vucevic had options to pass the ball to that could shoot. I think that you've replaced that by bringing in Javon Carter. And I think that um, what I love about it is the biggest question mark I had was, okay, how are they going to replace point guard play shooting and defense all at once? Right. You found the one guy in free agency that you actually could do it with where Javon Carter shoots above 40% Fred. from three. Uh, don't get me started on Fred. <laughs> don't get me started. Let's not do add, that here. That stuff, Let the but... Houston fans live right now. Let the Houston fans live right now. I, I was, it was a positive <laughs> comment. It was a yeah, positive not, comment. I'm, on yeah, I, I know, but you're wrong. But uh, no, I just, I just. I just feel like uh, it for the money that you got him at a twenty million dollar contract over three. I think that he's going to bring a uh, a positive um, to the team. Who, when they had the point guard play, the other stat that really sticks out, they won sixty one percent of their games. Yeah, so, who, and who is he playing with in those games? No, no, I'm talking about uh, with uh, oh, with the, the Bulls. On, on when, the Bulls, on the Bulls, well, on the Bulls when they had when they had um, Lonzo Ball in there and they yeah. had Patrick Beverly, they won sixty one percent of their games. So apparently, point guard play, even though it feels like it shouldn't be, is the biggest key. <laughs> yeah, with the Bulls, it feels like you need one of those guys that all right, I can set the table, but I'm not I'm not dishing any of the dishes, right? Like yeah. I'm 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 bringing the ball up the court and I'm able to like start the offense, but then I'm going to give it up to Levine and, and DeRozan and Vooch yeah. too to to do some playmaking and make that happen, and then then I just become a guy that runs around and, and takes spot up threes, and that's yeah. what Javon Carter can do, plus the defense that he brings that that Pat, you lost when Pat Beverly left. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. This is an underrated move. All right, my underrated bad move. Let's do it. Sacramento. They've had they've had a lot of really good things happen to them. They've made the playoffs. They're 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 back. Like Sacramento is back. Their fans are enjoying stuff. Sacramento on draft night traded the twenty fourth pick to dump Rashawn Holmes' contract, and they opened up thirty million dollars in space. And so. Yeah. That night, Mavericks fans were very happy about getting Omax Prosper. Nico Harrison had told Omax, we're getting you before the draft. And then he went and got him and actually did it, which is awesome. And so, that, but then on the Sacramento side, everyone was talking about, well, is it Kuzma? Is it, are we, are we getting this guy? Are we getting this guy? Are we, this, are we getting this guy? And all that they did with $30 million in space, they were the only team, they were the only team with a winning record last year that had, more, they had actual cap space, actually. If, yeah. if you look at them, everybody else didn't have cap space. They're all over the cap teams. And what did they do with it? They just brought everybody else back. 
And so like that's underrated. That's underrated bad to me is that you had that opportunity to get that. You didn't go after Kuzma. You just brought back all your guys and they didn't even sign anybody not from their team, right? Like I don't even think they No, like I they they, they brought back they signed Sabonis to an extension, Trey Lyles, yeah. Harrison Barnes came back, and Alex Len. And so I, I to me that's an underrated bad move that you didn't you didn't take that opportunity of 30 million and do anything more than just take care of what you had that was good last year because the West is just getting better around them. The question I'd ask was it would be were there offers made that people just went elsewhere with? Like that's the only yeah, right. that's the only thing that I can ask because I agree with you. It it makes no sense to me. You you would think that at a minimum, right? You saw what you saw in that Warriors series should have told you that you need to go out and get a legit defender. Right? Like like you, the little bit of defense that they played in that Warriors series pushes it to seven. And all of a sudden we're sitting here and we're like, oh snap, can this can this Kings team actually get to the next level? And I believe I said it here on Lockdown NBA. We we talked about it here where I said if they can just play enough defense to literally keep teams to 106, 108 points, yeah. they'll win they can win the NBA championship because of how much they can score the basketball. So I would have liked to see them do more. I, I agree with you. That's a that's an underrated bad one. That, that is it's, it's, not, it's bad. It, it, it's like, bad just by staying stagnant. Like they didn't get worse, right? right. But yeah. you stayed stagnant. And they used their first round. They could have just not dumped Rashawn Holmes and yeah. used the first round pick, you know, on somebody <laughs> yeah. at, at that point. And maybe you use it on somebody that can help you in the future. But like, there's a couple of players that went and signed deals that you think, oh man, could they have picked Jakob Pertle? Like, could, couldn't Jakob Pertle have helped them with rebounding and? Can he play next to Sabonis? You can still bench him because, you know. That would paying, be the question. You're only yeah. paying him 20. It's not like you're paying him 30 or something like that. They're not doing Dylan Brooks. He would have helped defensively, but I don't think they were doing that. Um, but there wasn't a ton of defensive guys that really moved. I mean, Brooke Lopez signed for $24 million with the Bucks back. But, all right, give me your last one. My last one. Just because it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Max Struess got the baggy bag. <laughs> you think this makes Max no sense? Max Struess going to Cleveland makes absolutely no sense because you also kept Karis LeVert. You, how you're utilizing Karis LeVert is how you're going to utilize Max Struess. And now you're sitting here and you're like, okay, well, who's going to be the starter in this situation? They both are kind of going to just be the guy roaming around trying to get the scraps on the open shots. I, I think that uh, Max Struess is also maximizing, see what I did there, on... Uh, getting hot at the end in Miami because I don't know if people remember this. I know that Miami run was phenomenal at the end. Most of the season was not most of the season for the Miami heat was a very mid season. So I just don't feel like this was a move that you had to go out and get done. And I'm not going to lie. It makes it much worse when Wendy drops the fingers on it. He's like, what's what's going on in Cleveland? Keep an eye on what Cleveland's doing. <laughs> and it's Max Struess, Gory Niang, and Karis LeVert. That's what Cleveland's doing. All right, I saw what you did there with the, the maximum pun. I don't see what you're doing here with this take because I completely disagree. I think Karis LeVert and Max Struess do very different things. I think Max Struess is your spot-up shooter. They needed a guy that can take nine threes in a game. That Their guy last year that would do that was Chetty Osman. They're, they're upgrading from Chetty Osman to Max Struess. What Karis LeVert does is he's not a spot-up shooter. He's a guy that'll go get you a bucket. And putting him now as the bench guy gives him a really clear, defined role of you're the guy that comes off the bench, you can do what you want, but 
go get us 20 points on any given night, go score, go get to the cup, like score buckets and that kind of thing. And so to me, I think they do different enough things. I think it was a, a little bit of an overpay for a guy in Struess. He's 27. They're giving him, you know, 15 mil a year. But, uh, like, you got to do that if you're Cleveland. You can't, you, you know, and especially for a guy switching teams. Like, you can't just pay him, like, oh, well, we'll give him uh, Austin Reeves money, <laughs> you know, like, and match yeah, that up. Yeah, you got to yeah. convince a guy to move to a different city. And, and honestly, to move from Miami to Cleveland? <laughs> hey. The, the, yeah, I mean. Well, hey, reverse this, and I then said, reverse Le- and then inverse LeBron. Hey, listen, I said this was Max's way just to not go to Portland. Like he was just like, who's paying? <laughs> I don't want to be there. I think I'd rather be in Portland than Cleveland. Is uh, I, I is Max Struess the that. second best player to ever go from from Miami to Cleveland? Oh, that's gross. LeBron, <laughs> that's gross. That's got to be a better one. Wade's definitely third. He, I mean, he's not second, so. Well, he there was a stop in the middle. There was a bull there was a stop, stop. in the right. middle. Yeah, there was a bull stop a in the middle stop. there. All right, let us know what you think about your most underrated move coming up. Count it up. Count it up. Where we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including a bunch of summer league stuff and the NBA's in-season tournament. We'll talk about all that and more coming up. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA. Continuing on here, we're going to go to our game. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. Count it up. Keegan Murray finished the night in Summer League with 41 points against Miami in the, uh, the, the what was it, the California Classic. 11 of 20 from the field, 13 of 15 from the free throw line. My, my question is, Count it up. at what point do we not need a Keegan Murray type in in summer league anymore. Like how many points until you knew, all right, well maybe he just shouldn't play. Cause he's just way better than everybody else. Nah, listen, this was the, this was the, uh, this was the J.R. Henny God Smith uh, return to summer league. Y'all remember that? That's what this was where it was like, Oh, Hey, he's an NBA player. Who's been in a system and, and just knows what he's doing already. We might not need to see him out here anymore. By the way, he's killing everyone. This is one of those where it's just like, hey, it's one of two things. A, this guy just loves basketball. And the fact that there's basketball to be played right now, he said, I'm going to play it or B, um, he was bored, needed some run and was this. like, you know, I just, I just got a little, I just got a little knee tightness. I just need a little run. I'm out. Like I don't think he plays another game in summer league. <laughs> this that's my that's my point with this is with the guys like Keegan Murray, with I think Jaden Hardy, with oh, with other guys in 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 the NBA that'll go and play summer league. I think that there's some guys that aren't into the nightlife stuff, that aren't into the vacations. You know, you hear about Herb Jones, he, he went fishing and like that's all he does. Like I think there are some of these guys that aren't into all the the extra stuff. And they just want to hoop, and they just—I think they get bored. I think Egan Murray got bored, and he's like, "Well, I don't have to go very far, and I could just go play and hang out with some guys, and you know, we travel a little bit, and it, I can go play, and get per diem, and, you know, like get per diem. He's getting the per diem. That's why he's doing it. He's doing it for the per diem. Doing for the per diem. Uh, Does it come uh, with a at, meal voucher? Do I, I was at Mavs summer league practice, and at the end the other day, uh, they, you know. Uh, team associate comes out and is like, Hey, I got the per diem for everybody. And all of a sudden, Daryl Armstrong, a former NBA player, assistant coach goes free money. He just yells for free, <laughs> free money. <laughs> uh, tickets for NBA summer league in Vegas on Friday, the first day are sold out. 
The Thomas and Mack Center, which is the bigger arena that all the big games will go in, has a capacity of nearly 19,000 because it's the UNLV Stadium. Uh, my question is, it's all for Victor Wembanyama, or most of it's for Victor Wembanyama, who's going to play and has said that he's going to play. My question is, Count it up. should Wembanyama start asking for a cut of the sales of these tickets? Because he's driving the price, right? You look at you look at all these like artists that you know that go and perform in these venues. They get a cut of everything that, that comes from this. You you look at uh, you know comedians and things. They get a cut of what what comes into this, and it's it's prorated based on how many tickets they sell and things like that. Should we start doing this for the Victor Wembanyamas? Not for NBA games, but should we do it for the <laughs> summer league exhibition type games where like this doesn't happen? You don't sell out summer league unless. A Victor Wembanyama. It was Lonzo Ball back in the back, you know, a little while ago with the Lakers. Like a special case like that. First off, I I think we're overlooking the fact that the Bulls have Julian Phillips playing in that game, <laughs> taken in the second round. <laughs> I think that that's really. I can't believe where you people just said are a name tuning of, in. I don't even know that name. I'm gonna have to. Uh, yeah, you can uh, tell uh, me uh, he's anything, and I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> He's anything is great. This man no, is they seven foot eight feet tall, and yeah, <laughs> I would believe. No, you. they shouldn't give Victor Wembanyama a cut. But I do love the fact that um, this kid is going to get the opportunity to put on a show early in front wow. of a, a large crowd, and and I think that it, here's the funny part. I think it's going to be a benefit and a really put on a lot of pressure for uh, and weed out some of the other guys who. You know, like if you're meant for this league, if you're made for this league, it'll be really good to see. You'll be able to say, I played in front of 19,000 and dominated. And if you're not, I I was at Summer League for those Lakers games where it was D'Angelo Russell. Then it was uh, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, Josh Hart, Alex Caruso, yeah. like all those guys on one team. And those games were packed because like, it's only three hour drive from from L.A. So there's a ton of Lakers. I mean, it's just full of Lakers fans all over the place. Yeah. And those games felt like playoff games at some point. D'Angelo Russell hit a game winner, runs into the media section, and I'm standing like four feet from him, and he's doing the ice in my veins thing. Like the place just erupted, and it was like an electric atmosphere. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be like that for Wembenyama because people are just going to cheer for him because they're there yeah. just to see him, to see what he's going to be like. The NBA announced that the final four of the new in-season tournament that will start next season will take place December 7th and 9th in Las Vegas. My question is, Count it up. scale of zero to five, what's your interest level in the in-season tournament next year? Zero being none, five being <laughs> like, I'm so into it, I'm locked in. i say a four. I'm pretty high You're on really it. You're really into because, it. Well, I, I just want to see what it's going to be in an American sense in sports. I, yeah. th th this, is, this is the same thing that we see overseas all the time. I want to see how American players respond to it, and I want to see how it's going to play out because right overseas and like FIBA and different things like that. If I win the midseason tournament, that guarantees me something going for the major tournament at the end of the year, a spot or a better, right? Like it, it locks me into something and the NBA, they're just like, we'll just give you money. Do you know and I just don't think that's going to matter enough to anybody. You cover the sky for the Chicago sky for WNBA. I follow, yeah. I am a season ticket holder of the Dallas wings for WNBA. Do you know what the Sky's record is in their in-season tournament right now? No, what is it? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. You caught me. You, you got me on the spot now. You got me on the spot. You got me on the spot now. 
I don't um, like how you. Do, I like. I like how he's like. You cover this guy. It's like uh, you, yeah, I've, I've heard you. Do, I've heard you do live calls on the breeze. We'll do. We'll do live. We'll do live calls of this guy. We. Will. I've heard you do live calls. Um, we'll do live calls. But my point is, the WNBA has done this, and I love the WNBA. And I, I, I'm, you know, a season ticket holder. I go to all the Wings games. Like I love the Wings. I have no idea what their what their in season tournament like record is right now. Uh, I have no clue. It could be anything. And so I don't know which games are conference or which games are tournament games or which games are not. It's, it's called Commissioner's Cup in the W. And I, I don't the know that Commissioner's Cup, yeah. And I have no I clue. So You I, know I think- what's weird? And here's, here's the tough part about that. And that's kind of how I feel like this is going to feel. I forget about it every time. It's just going to be there. the finals. And, yeah. Like, that's the only time I think about it. Like, it, I, I guess that is true. We are in the in-season tournament. <laughs> There and like some games are not, some games are. I I didn't even think about that. Like I literally only think about it when it's like you're playing for the commissioner's cup. Right. But realistically, it, it like that's probably what this is gonna be, right? Because it's just money. Yeah, and it'll come down to those final couple games, the ones in Vegas, and those will be fun. Like we'll enjoy watching those. Maybe the guys will yeah. try a little bit more than they would in a November, December, like regular season game. And so there's a little bit of a umph before like Christmas, the Christmas day games really feel like the NBA starts. So maybe there's we'll a little Philly bit of be that. there. And will Patrick but Beverly the, cry? The, <laughs> will cat, will Carl Anthony towns claim that it's better than an NBA championship? Hey, Hey, <laughs> that was, that was so much in that interview. That was just like, what are we talking about right now? What's happening? Uh, all right. I got one more for you. <sighs> Let's do it. Jeff Van Gundy was sadly let go by ESPN. Mark Jackson will remain, which baffles me. But my question is, Count it up. how much will you miss Jeff Van Gundy on ESPN calls with Mike Brain? You did this on purpose. <laughs> you did this on purpose. <laughs> I will not miss them in the slightest. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Listen, I know it's longevity. I know he's been a part of the NBA family forever. <laughs> Never, oh, my God, we lost Jeff Van Gundy. Y'all did not like him. I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter. Y'all didn't like him. Nobody liked him. But all of a sudden, oh, Jeff Van Gundy's been at this job for 20 years. How can we let this? You just don't like change. You, you want to know what every Jeff Van Gundy, Mike Breen call was like? It'd be Jeff like, oh, yeah, you know what my problem is right now with the NBA? They're letting headbands go. What happened to headbands? I just, I miss the headbands. And Mark Jackson's like, yeah, you know, my, my thing is I really like the ankle socks that come up, but sometimes they don't come up. And then Mike Breen's actually trying to call the game. He's just like, Harden for three. <laughs> Good. Bang! Like nobody liked it. I, it, I the 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 selective memory irritates my soul because the second he was let go, everyone was a fan of Jeff, and all Twitter ever was for Jeff was just a place to go for Jeff jokes. <laughs> Be honest with me, Nick. Be honest with me. When is the last time you were like Van Gundy made a really good point there? I was listening to, I think, Bill Simmons and, and Ryan Rossillo on their podcast talking about this, and they were, like, talking about how Jeff Van Gundy's the best color commentator we have in the NBA. And I was like, oh, he, he makes some good points every once in a while. And he, like, you know, does this. And they were like, I think the, I think ESPN's messing up big time when they they got rid of him and blah, blah, blah. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> I think people like to complain about stuff, and I think if they change him for Doris Burke or, uh, like, J.J. Redick or they bring in – 
They bring back Vince Carter somehow. I thought Jim Jim Jackson. I think does a good job on them. Like they bring in any of those. Guys, well, it's not well, good. Well, well, Vince is also going out the door. So that's, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> they bring Vince back somehow. Uh, I don't think anybody cares about that, right? Like nobody as long nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. And it's not going to change. All you want to hear is bang, and then you want to hear. Look at that. Got to play up on that hand down, man down, mama. I do, I do, there no, goes that to, man. To be clear, I do not want to. I I I put it on mute sometimes. <laughs> it's Mark Jack. If it's just Mark Jackson and Mike Brain, I'm sorry. I, it can't be just one and two. It's got to be got to be a third on that. You so. you you call me on those games and I'll live call them personally for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a personal live call for you. I'll just, just hold my phone up and you'll just. <laughs> Not even over a stream or anything. You'll just do it over the phone. There hey, you go. Man. Let us know what's your most underrated move of the offseason so far in the comment section. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. We'll be back tomorrow. Wes Goldberg, Adam Mares previewing Summer League. Great stuff. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.